Hey guys, it's Chelsea from Spooky Tuesday, and this week we are partnering with Ana Luisa. If you're not familiar with their jewelry, first of all, you haven't been listening to our last few episodes, so shame on you. But second of all, if you haven't heard, you should get familiar because they're a really cool jewelry company with prices that start at just $39, which for me, makes it like a fun little splurge that's still totally affordable, which is exactly the vibe that I'm looking for. Um, I'm trying to do the going out thing being really cute lately to some degree, and I'm wearing a lot of rings. And I realized recently that I only have super cheap rings that were turning my fingers green. So when Anna Luisa reached out, it seemed like the perfect partnership because now I've got three new super cool rings. They're really cute. They're made of really nice materials that are going to keep my fingers the colors that they should be. Um, and they're just, they fit really well. They've got, you know, you do your little ring size. I figured out how to do mine. I feel like a real adult now. Um, but they're a really great company and they've got sale going for just one more day. It ends May 10th, so you have to act fast. But if you're listening to this the day the episode comes out, know that you should go to our link. You can find it in our episode description, but it's shop.analuisa.com slash spooky Tuesday. Anna Luisa spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. If you go to that site before May 10th, you can get the buy one, get one 40% off sale so you can get one piece for you one piece for somebody else maybe one piece for you and a bonus slightly cheaper piece for you gorgeous glamorous um but i'm really excited to wear my jewelry out and about my anna luisa jewelry um and they've just got a lot of really cool fun stuff so check it out it's anna luisa a-n-a-l-u-i-s-a and don't forget to use our link again it's in our episode notes Hey guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. And this week, we are getting a little groovy <laughs> with it, clearly. Um, <laughs> it's a giggly girl day. It's a giggly girl day. It's bubbly. We're in a silly, goofy mood, you know, throwing it back to 1976 Mm -hmm. uh, with the original Carrie, not one of the multiple remakes, the OG. And if you haven't seen the original, maybe you've seen the Chloe Grace Moretz one. Maybe you've seen the May woman. Angela Bettis. Yes, thank you. Because I, I was like, get I nervous not... to say her name. I don't know why. It doesn't. I didn't even remember it. So, huzzah. Oh. <laughs> uh, we got there. <laughs> maybe you saw that TV movie, but this is mm-hmm. uh, the original one. And the original one is Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl <laughs> who is sheltered by her domineering religious mother, unleashes mm-hmm. her telekinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom. 
And they honestly, really give a lot away. Yeah. That is the entire plot. That's the, the entire whole movie. Plot. <laughs> whole movie. I mean, I feel like everybody knew what this movie was going to be going into it. Like, how is this marketed? Does anyone know? Because like. It was marketed by giving away the whole thing, apparently. I yeah. mean, apparently the it's ending was like in the trailer. Yeah, it's in the coming soon stuff. Um, but IMTV trivia says people were just like so intrigued still that they were like, let's give it a shot. They went and see it. I mean, obviously it was like a fucking hit. So well, sometimes I mean, it spoilers are good, I guess. One of the weird things that I actually do like know off the top of my head was this mm-hmm. was Stephen King's first like film adaptation oh and his, his first novel. novel that he sold yeah and it like it was his oh. first like book to movie uh and so like we have Stephen King today because Carrie like as we know Stephen King is all thanks to this movie and wow. he like was not even necessarily gonna pitch horror books at first he wasn't like set on being a horror writer but because like rosemary's baby and other horror movies were like doing so well at the time he was like well let me fire off this book to this publisher we'll just see and then it exploded the whole thing so very cool and then he went on that 10 year long coke binge where he wrote cujo and he doesn't remember it (laughs) (laughs) not immediately after that just at some point um we love stephen king um, I'll get to this later on, but this is such a Stephen King <laughs> book, movie, whatever. Um, we'll get he to that at the scene. ending, but yeah. The I mean, shower scene. Okay. Loves yeah. to be in the shower. <laughs> but just, just set up for this whole, whole movie in general. Like, I think it's fine, honestly, that they marketed it with the, with the spoiler of the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, cause otherwise I don't know how else you market this, you know, without being yeah. like it being too, like just a coming of age story, you know, mm-hmm. coming of mm-hmm. age with telekinetic powers. Wow. You know? Um, but as a person who knew the whole ending of this before I started as well, because it's been out for over 40 years, um, you know, that I still enjoyed it so, so much. Also. There's a classic Monica point of contention going on with this film between me and and Alex. Um, Remember I said at the end of the last episode that I'd never seen this movie. Mm -hmm. My best friend will swear on her life that we had a slumber party in high school and me and Hannah and Aline and Alex all watched this movie at my house. Oh, that's so interesting. Because I said at the end of the movie that I had seen it. Turns out I don't think that was right. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I watched it. I was like, I remembered the like very, very little like thing at the very end. I remembered that, but I think I'd seen it on the internet before. And mm. I've seen, I knew I had seen the beginning before with the shower scene, but like, I don't fucking think I've seen this, but like nothing came back to me. I've never seen John Travolta with that hair in my and life. Alex, yeah, that's Alex hates horror movies so no we forced she said she remembers it vividly because we forced her to watch it and she was traumatized and so, she is the friend she of the receipts you know what I mean so like I of know all people to have a memory it would be her seriously uh, like just for context spookies whenever I need to remember anything about my life I don't consult myself as one might <laughs> I consult Alex I say Alex 
what was my eighth grade school schedule? And she's like, A block, you had English and B block, you had this. Like she remembers <laughs> literally everything about my life. I've known her since first grade. Um, she knows stuff about from before then too. Cause she just remembers me telling her like she of the receipts one time, like over Thanksgiving, I was looking for a picture to show my friend I was having dim sum with, and I couldn't find it. I texted Alex within two minutes. She was like, here you go. I had it immediately knew exactly how to locate it. Do you have that photo of me from fourth grade? Here it is. Mm -hmm. She's not creepy. She's just a historian by in. We, I haven't brought it up to Aline yet. So Aline, are you listening? You're not, you don't like horror movies. She's um, literally not. <laughs> literally not. I'll text her and we'll, I'll let y'all know. Um, but anyway, I mean, apparently maybe my first watch, like this movie fucking slaps. It stands yeah. the test of time. It's spooky. I felt emotions and yeah. And Sissy's basic is so beautiful mm-hmm. in such a perfectly alien way. Like she's just alien looking enough that it's just like she was born for this role. Like incredible. Yeah, she looks like a little angel. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I I thought I had watched this movie. I have like vivid memories of watching it on TV and what the <laughs> it scenes was actually the like. Angela it one. was! I think that it was! <laughs> just said it in the 70s because <laughs> the way I remembered the shower stalls looked way different that was my first tip off literally the start of the movie I was like this is not how I recall um and then as it progressed I was just like I don't even know who's bad here and who's good here so I definitely think maybe I just did a different version yeah we all learned a lot about how we've <laughs> never seen this movie before or have <laughs> seen this movie before I surprise only- for everybody I've only seen the originals. I haven't seen the TV Mm -hmm. one. I haven't seen the 2013 one. So this is the, and even I hadn't seen this one in a while. And so Mm -hmm. I was just like, my literal reaction, like I screamed it out loud, was like, John Travolta's in this? Like I- didn't you text? I immediately yeah, you did. texted and y'all. And I was just like, what I'm the? mad like, that you texted because that was a spoiler that I would have been excited to be surprised by. Okay. <laughs> How dare you spoil the, the, the twist ending that John Travolta is here. <laughs> well, this was apparently his first film ever. Like, There's Okay. There's a lot what? of contention about this, apparently, because he was filming another movie that comes out the year before when he auditioned and allegedly per IMDb trivia, he showed up like in his costume from that movie. Cause he came over to audition on his lunch break. Um, and there was like one other movie that he was in, but it was small. Um, but they like marketed this movie by being like John Travolta introducing John Travolta or John Travolta's first major role or whatever which like it's not particularly a major role and also it's definitely not his first role so there's a lot of misinformation out there you guys you gotta look for the facts but they're also impossible to find so what are you gonna do okay but John Travolta's first debut movie (laughs) it's his first debut movie can you believe straight line from this movie to Greece right 
Incredible. Incredible. When did Greece come out? I don't know. 78, okay. maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Something like that. <laughs> it was my, oh my favorite in the second grade. It was Greece and Josie and the Pussycats. I also went through a Greece phase the summer that we lived mm-hmm. in Boston and we didn't Important. have cable. So I only watched PBS and Greece. <laughs> That's it. That is all Hey, that covers all your bases. What else do you need? PBS slapped back in the day, okay? Like, I, I knew every line. I knew all of the dance routines. I constantly sang all of the songs. It's just me, eight years old, saying about, like, singing about pussy wagons. Like, it was uh-huh. a great time. It's a real pussy parents. wagon. What? I mean, come on. It speaks for itself. You have to do it. You have to say it. Okay, I mean, we'll get more into John Travolta, but let's pivot to the very beginning of this movie because it just... Like we start at zero and then we go to two billion in one second. Like, honestly, this the first time that I thought I had watched this movie, um, I tried to start watching it like a year ago with Adam, turned it on. I was like, let's watch Carrie, a classic. Ha ha ha. I was <laughs> five minutes in. <laughs> I was like, this does not pass the vibe check. And we turned it off. I was like, I don't I can't do this right now. At this time, I am not willing to see this occur. And it turned me off completely. And I turned it off. Had a better time this time. Um, but it is a lot. If you're not in that space, if you're not prepared for immediate full frontal nudity and then like oh, hor- okay. well, I was wondering what frontal- the space was. Well, I just it's just horrible what happens. Like it's yeah. just so uncomfortable. Basically, I mean, we all have seen this, but she just won. Everyone hates Carrie. That's very plain right away. And is it just because she's weird? I guess so. That's she's all you weird. need in the 70s. She's weird. She is weird. We got weird girls back to back, May and then Carrie. Um, but does she deserve to be pelted with pads? No. But should she have rubbed her period blood all over everyone? No. <laughs> we are skipping. I want to have a conversation about the 70s Bush that oh. we are just <laughs> seeing. Because here's the thing. I'm so envious all of these luscious, luscious seventies bushes. And I'm just like, mine will never look like that because I started waxing way too young and I'm Get devastated. Societal beauty standard hey, sabotage your bush. Hey, buy a tin for your bush. I can't buy a tin makes me break out. Damn it. Push, I know. Uh, Somebody... Get that uh, oil, castor oil and put oh, it on your bush. all over my bush. <laughs> yeah. I put it on my eyebrows. I think maybe it did one thing. It would do the same for your bush. Try it. I have it for my eyelashes. So therefore I'm going to just start like oiling my bush. Just drip it down oil. there. See what Give happens. It a try. Be a Report little science back. experience. I'm going to try it. I hope it doesn't burn. I will let everybody on the podcast know how my bush grows. Yeah, I'm very excited. We'll circle back in like a month or two. We'll do another 70s movie and I'll give a bush update. Wait, flash forward one month from now, our next partnership is with Castor Oil. Hi, I'm Sydney for Spooky Tuesday. And before I started using Castor Oil, my bush was pathetic. But My bush was bare. My bush was bare, but now it puts those girls in Carrie to shame. I can't wait for that for you. Her oil sponsor us. <laughs> does that make it grow or does that make it glisten? Like, I, I don't, think it I don't makes know. It this glisten. is an ad for that. Don't give them ad space. 
Yeah, yeah. But that's just a little teaser of the great ad we could do. If they wanted to give us an ad. Big Daddy Castor Oil. Perhaps for the anniversary of the Blood Spatter Bride episode, which was also an episode about Bush representation. representation Great Bush in that one too. We'll do another 70s Bush movie and I'll fill everybody in. I'm now invested in my own Bush journey and so should you. Uh, and now we all are. Yeah, we're all here along for the ride. But also, these girls are supposed to be in like high school, you know? And, and it's just like so nude. So nude. People are just I'm naked just like, um, in okay. high school all the time in the locker room. I've seen are that. They? I've seen that one time and I was approved and I was like, why are you running around naked? And then that person hated me for the rest of high school. Wow. Here's like, my high school, what like nobody was naked. Everybody would like wait for stalls and all that kind of stuff. And I'm was just like, uh, okay, this is what we're doing. Um, but then you know, you grow up and you go to Korean spas, and then you're just you know what, bush out all the mm-hmm. time with your homies. Yeah, important. I was gonna say we didn't have PE. I didn't take PE at our school at least. I just did cheerleader as an athlete. Um, so I th- I never had an experience of showering at school around other people. Like, is that have you guys done that? Uh, I, I have done it in my life now, but not in high school mm-hmm. for ballet. I never used the showers ever. Um, I'm uh I'm not like big shower. We've been over this, so I wouldn't sure, have done sure, that sure. anyway. Big I'll wait shower till I would go never home. sponsor this podcast. Big shower would never sponsor this podcast. And we wouldn't want that sponsorship. <laughs> I, I didn't that sponsorship. I did in middle school. We had Ooh, in middle school. Oh my god, yeah. vulnerable. Like middle school, I remember like you we would like shower, but high school we didn't. It was like so weird. Yeah. Here's the thing. Stephen King really does love a shower scene. I'm just remembering now the one from it where the weird thing yeah. comes out of the, mm-hmm. the drain and all uh-huh. that. And it's got I mean, its hands around the hole like this coming out. So uh, scary. Yeah, Gross. No. We don't need we don't need to be doing the communal showers in a high school setting. I think we just save it for Wii Spa. Nothing's gone. There's been no horror movie at a Wii Spa yet at a Korean spa yet. Has there been? Oh, God. <laughs> don't speak it into existence we're keeping a safe space also anyway. why is carrie taking the most sensual shower I've luxurious ever shampoo ad. like she's naive and she hasn't been learned she hasn't been taught by the world to be ashamed of her body when she's in the shower that's not true her mom definitely has taught her to be ashamed <laughs> yeah. of her body, her, her body. Yeah. yeah for sure no but maybe that's the only sexy. place she's allowed to like touch herself because it's under the like the guise of cleaning herself, you know what I mean? So she's like, I'm just soaping up. I'm just doing a lather. I mean, it does kind of look like she um, is masturbating a little bit when she takes her hand away and there's blood on it. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of seems like she, she, her hand's in the arena for sure, obviously. That's how. I mean, you got to clean your vagina, Chelsea. You, you got to clean your vagina. You for sure do. And maybe some people have a first period that is powerful enough that you Here's would have that effect, date. even just being in the arena. She's got um, a heavy flow, Chelsea. 
and a and wide set vagina. Yeah, we don't know the setting of her vagina. We just don't know. What my comments, because I was talking out loud to myself during this entire movie. I was of just course, like, as one must. I was like, that's a real heavy flow. Like for, for day one, first period. For out day the one, gate? first period. Like that's a real, he- like that's some day two period shit right there. Like <laughs> the floodgates burst forth. Here's the thing. It's already traumatizing enough to get your first period. I was thrilled. <laughs> uh, I was I, thrilled. I was so upset. I'm going to tell you right now because this is top. Where were you I when you my, got your first period? <laughs> I think I was in junior high. I was at school. I noticed it. And then I got in the car to go home with my mom at the end of the day. And I was like, hey, mom, I have something to tell you. And she's like, what? And I was like, I think I started my period today. She's like, what? And she <laughs> swerves to the side of the road, puts the car in park and starts hysterically crying. <laughs> Trauma. I was like, I killed mom. <laughs> Another side. So, similar actually reaction that Carrie gets from her mom. Uh, <laughs> my mom is not, was not a terrible, scary witch, but she was very upset that her little girl was growing up, I guess. Oh, well, I I was in sixth grade math class Mm -hmm. and it was my last class of the day. And I was like the end of sixth grade and I like go home and I just like put my underwear like in the washing, like the laundry. And my mom had apparently found it, but never came up to like talk to me about it at all. And so later I'd like locked myself in my room, like Uh freaked out. And so later that day, Mark gets home and he knocks on my door and he's like, I heard my little girl's a woman. And then he <gasps> takes me to Kroger and is trying to like buy me like pads and tampons. But he's like, I don't know. So he's just asking strangers in the Kroger <gasps> to help him buy you to step in. <laughs> and then like the next day because like they let me my they let me stay home from school you know they're like you don't have to go back to school for the rest of the week wow. you can like do this my mom oh my god carrie style stay home for the rest of the week like, baby my mom slides that like american girl book that every mother the care and keeping of you yeah like she just <laughs> slid it under the door and that was it <laughs> helen Yes, it is. Yeah, like every millennial woman has that I'm book. I'm so glad to hear that everyone has a traumatic experience here. <laughs> Chelsea, what's your traumatic period experience if you would like to share? <laughs> Look, I've had many a traumatic period experience, but the first one was great and I loved it because it was the little like baby and I presented my underwear to my mommy and mommy. I said, is this it? And she is like, I guess. And I was like, wow. And then I came to school the next day, also in sixth grade. And I was like, guess who's a woman now to like all of my friends. And wow, this is so <laughs> you. I love this. And you I, kept, like, looking- <laughs> I kept looking for other girls in the grade who'd like had their period to commiserate with, but like, I couldn't find anybody else who'd have their period. Even girls who have like, were way taller, had developed way more than I had. And I was like, oh my gosh, I guess I'm just like the first. Um, I'm just the best. I guess I'm just like <laughs> way more mature than all you other little bitches. Um, 
Sorry, mommy. I can't go back to school tomorrow. I don't want to play with children. I'm an adult woman now. Okay. High school now. Maybe I should just skip a few grades. Um, but no, I was just really dramatic out the gate, and they became like real periods round two. But round one, I was just like, you guys, cramps hurt so bad, and I was really just like living it up. That's <laughs> feminine pain is so amazing. It's just like, wow, you guys, you'll understand when it's your turn one day, I guess. Probably Maybe a long when time you're from now. older, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Poor Carrie. If only Carrie had had met you, um, she would have mm-hmm. had a better time. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I mean, even if I'm bleeding a large amount. Recently, I fell mm-hmm. down and I sliced my whole arm open and I was bleeding quite a bit. And I was like, oh, no, you know, I wasn't mm-hmm. like, ah, ah, Susie, T- Tammy, Jessica, there's blood. Let me rub it all over you. Like that is sure, such sure, sure. an insane reaction. Um, Here's the thing, though. I think that what's her face mrs collins the gym teacher she absolutely nailed it on the head in the conversation with the principal where she was like i don't think carrie even knew that periods existed until 10 minutes ago like she for sure thought she was dying she did Um, she thought she was hemorrhaging yeah and i and i do relate to that because even in my adult life one day i got like a heat rash on part of my um upper torso um and I didn't know what it was and I immediately was just like I guess it's skin cancer and I should say my goodbyes um (laughs) but Brian De Palma the director um apparently he told Sissy Spacek to play that scene as though she'd been hit by a truck like that should be like her level of reaction and what's funny yeah a hundred percent what's funny is that she um actually was like oh let me ask my husband James Fisk who is also working on this movie who has been hit by a car what it's like to be hit by a car um so he just like talked her through what it that experience is like I guess um and also he was like right behind I mean I read this on IMDb trivia so this could be true uh or this could be a lie I mean um but apparently he was like right beside her in the shower sequence like right off to the sign side um out of sight and he was like holding whatever fake blood that she like dipped her hand into to have the blood in that shot so he was like right there being like, this is when it feels like to get hit by a truck and holding blood in his hands That's for her. Perfect to have that support during such an important mm-hmm. scene. Well, for okay. Sure. That brings like, if I saw someone, um, one of my classmates, like freaking out like that, I don't think that my reaction would be to immediately turn into an evil gremlin and start pelting her with objects and laughing you know I would be really freaked out if someone like grabbed me like that nude in the bathroom you know so like what the fuck Mm -hmm. is wrong with these gals they're mean as fuck (laughs) she did just cause one side to lose a volleyball game in PE so they had it in for her already oh my god also okay there's a theme throughout this movie besides menses um and it is slapping people in the face yes at all times under any level of provocation uh (laughs) because like 
at first I couldn't tell if I liked the coach. What's her name? Miss Collins. Mrs. Collins. Um, because she just like immediately slaps Carrie in the face. And at first I couldn't tell if her, what her reaction was, if she was like mad at Carrie or if she was like being helpful, but then she ended up being very, very helpful. But like she slaps her right across the face right away. Um, and, and she slaps freaking bitch ass Sue in the, not Sue, excuse me. I'm so sorry. What's her name? Norma. Norma. No, no not no, Norma. No. Chris. Chris, 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 they all have gender ambiguous names. Um, not Norma. Norma is my grandmother's name. That is a rather feminine grand grandmally name. Grandma, you're a lady and we all know it by your name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she just freaking slaps Chris in the face deserved. Um, but also like, do we slap children all do the we time? Slap children? Um, I in the 70s? Yes, you do. Because Although Chris literally says, we don't slap children. I'm going to get you fired. And then she just doesn't. Because I guess maybe maybe to your point, Sydney, that you were going to say, maybe it is okay. Here's the thing. My parents were both in high school, like in the 70s. And they literally talk about how like they used to get like hit in school. I don't like that. Like, I don't like that. Like they had like in high school, you would be paddled. I mean, like fraternity oh style. God, I like, don't like that. Like they were allowed to, I mean, here's the thing too, Mark, my favorite, my favorite seventies high school story is, um, you see all these like teachers smoking in like uh-huh. in the school, uh, uh-huh. freshman year of high school, my dad took a permission slip home to my grandma so she could sign it. So Mark could smoke at school. <laughs> oh my God. Terrifying. Wow. <laughs> He was 15. Mommy said it's okay. So. He, was, he was like 14 or 15. Mommy said it was fine. <laughs> wow. It was a different time. Everyone was so much cooler back then. Damn. But he Getting was. slapped, smoking cigs, okay, having a bush. Wearing the PE shorts, uniforms. Are you kidding me? Shorts. They look good. They, they look all look really so good. good. They all look good on those uniforms. Okay. Damn. Also, I, uh, so all the girls got detention for a week and it was of just course, like they fucking should pe based like pe for 50 minutes of exercise like after class and i would be like this is great i'm gonna be even skinnier for prom like free workout like okay woohoo like i'm gonna look so teeny tiny because they're all already so teeny tiny mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna have that turkey ass for prom that's what you want um exactly they're so pissed, but I'm like, bitch, you just like pelted a freaked out girl in the shower for like 10 minutes while screaming expletives at her. Of course, you're going to get a fucking week yeah. of detention. What do you think this is? Uh. It's just like what you were saying, Moni. Like, it's so wild because it would be not an appropriate reaction, but an a unsurprising reaction if they were mad about Carrie coming at them bloody hands outstretched wiping on their clothes and stuff but they're not they're literally so unbothered by that yeah and instead they just go straight to mocking territory they literally do not care and do not even reflect on that for a second they just go straight to throw pads and tampons and chanting plug it up although I do feel I do feel in my heart that 
plug it up would be a really empowering chant under other circumstances possibly. And I would like to try it one day. I would love to do that chant with you at any time. You let me know. You start it. Okay. I will join you. I'm on my period right now. You could. Plug Plug it it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Wow. Okay. I loved it. It felt right. It felt right. BRB. I'm going to go plug it up. No, I'm kidding. Here's Um, the thing too. My period came two weeks late. So it was like, we're going to wait for this exact movie they to show knew up that you were waiting for carrie honestly that is my so period is that you're wearing your in-themed costume, to my uterus. My yeah. in-themed costume. <laughs> today sydney's in costume <laughs> theme. love that love that um but okay just want to touch on this really quickly um the principal gets everything that he deserves in this film. Sex dick. Like, how hard is it remember to remember the name Carrie when you're just? She told? literally just told it to you, Cassie. Literally. Cassie. Cassie. Oh Shut the fuck god. up. Oh my god. Also, okay, we're jumping around, but we only got through like five minutes of the movie so far. Um, but <laughs> but like, imagine we had to tell our period story, so it was so important. important. Very important. Imagine for a moment that you do something horrible to someone because you hate them for no reason, just because they're different. And then you get properly punished for that, but you think you're better than that. And so you storm out and then you get slapped in the face. This is a lot, this is a lot to take in. But like, imagine your reaction, instead of just like going to detention for the rest of the week and still being prom queen, because you would have been prom queen. You're like, no, I'm gonna throw prom in the trash can and I'm going to smother this little meek bitch in pig's blood to teach her a lesson. Like, how do you go from one to one billion trillion on the the scale of cruelty so quickly? Like, that's the fastest villain origin story I've ever seen. She went from like bitch to Joker status in like five seconds. Well, here's the thing. First, you've got to give your boyfriend a blowjob. That's the first step. <laughs> that's the first step. <laughs> After he slapped you three times. Right. But here's the thing too. If she Travolta. was if she was doing it right, she wouldn't have been able to have talked like she was. I'm just saying. Chris. She was talking the entire time. There was no job, no way that a blowjob was occurring. She was nope. like, she's just doing some kisses on it. She was just using it as a microphone. She was like, Billy. <laughs> Billy, Billy, like full perfect pronunciation. I'm like, there's Billy, bi- Billy, hello. I love it. Billy, I hate Gary White. <laughs> Dude, no, I think she's, she's, I love, John Travolta's like, I love it when she t- talks to my penis and tells my penis my own name. That's so mm-hmm. hot to me. Here's mm-hmm. like, sometimes if, yeah, you baby, are ever, it. if you're ever lucky, to get a BJ by me. Sometimes I will use it as a microphone for funsies. It's important to do a little bit. It's important to have <laughs> this some, thing on. Some, yeah. Some, sometimes some you gotta try. Bits. Sometimes you gotta try up a new stand-up comedy routine. I've never done Sex stand-up comedy. comedy but... You gotta see what their attitude is. Cause if they're not down for a funny little bit, then it's like maybe we shouldn't even do this blowjob at all. Okay. This is as maybe far as just, I wanna go. Maybe we should both just walk away here. Right. One of us is bound to like fart or queef during this experience. If we can't laugh that off, we're both going to be mortified. So we need to get the giggles out right now. We're going to start giggling at the beginning and keep giggling the whole time. It's actually good for the sexual experience to use the dick like a microphone. Is 
this thing on? <laughs> That's how you have to start a blowjob. I'm sorry. You got to grip it and then gently tap it a little bit and say, hello, is this thing on? I'm here for one night and one sure. night only. I just want to be clear really quickly um, that this episode's not for babies. <laughs> Look, we did the episode for babies. You got your baby episode. Just play that, that one, one on repeat. You. And that's this one's it. For us. This one is for for menstruating individuals and anyone who wants to know girls. about blowjobs. Yeah, who want to be prepared. <laughs> hey, buddy. Five to ten short years. Anybody that menstruates, anybody who believes that a period doesn't stop nothing but a sentence this episode is for you lego <laughs> um okay okay but let's, let's anyway <laughs> one other thing i wanted to bring up about chris is that she looks exactly like sydney sweeney to me like they look identical to me like i'm like is nancy allen sydney sweeney's aunt or something like that <laughs> like the, just Something about their face and Sydney Sweeney just got the um sweepy bangs. Curtain bangs. Curtain bangs, thank you. Um, I don't know. Something about their face, something about like the their lips. I don't know. The the principal says Cassie, so maybe that got me in the in the <laughs> mindset because of euphoria. I don't know, but there's something there. Someone put their pictures side by side. I will do it after this episode and I'll post it on the internet for you. Someone um, do it. It's there. me. Someone I'm the someone. Yeah. I'm the someone. <laughs> also, but- a fun little through is mm-hmm. Norma in this movie. Is oh, yeah. PJ- oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's, <laughs> yes. she's, of course, is PJ Solis. Is that how you pronounce her last name? I think I don't know. I just said souls, oh, but I truly have that. no idea. Uh, but that's Linda in Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yes, incredible. I think we talked about that on the Halloween episode, maybe actually, or did I just have it in my mind because I knew that we were doing Carrie, but maybe I didn't want to spoil it. That was they, weeks ago. I, Who knows? Not me. I have no <laughs> we idea. certainly will never have the answers for that. <laughs> I have no clue. But the thing is, um, I never would have recognized her because her bangs plus eyebrows in this film are just so distracting. Uh. <laughs> I I did recognize her. Actually, I think we did talk about it because I think what we said was that she got cast in Halloween, which came out two years after Carrie, because John Carpenter liked her as the mean best friend in this movie. Um which is so funny because apparently she is not usually like that character is not usually that big of a role. That's not like Chris's bestie in the books and in most of the other versions. Um, but I, Oh, Oh, what I was going to say is that in the opening volleyball scene, after they lose PJ souls, like took her red gay rainbow, three different rainbow gay hat and she like hit Sissy Spacek in the head with it as they're like walking to the gym locker rooms. And Brian De Palma, the director, liked that moment so much that he just kept giving her more to do as Norma. And that's why the role became like the way that it is and the size that it was. Oh yeah, well, I mean, she's like arguably the second most evil person in this entire thing. Cause she just mm-hmm. like is so down. Like how dare they give us a gay character um, she's got, she's gay. She's wearing the hat. She doesn't take she's the hat wearing off. So, look, she's wearing overalls the whole time. She's got the hat on top 
of the hair thing at the salon when she's getting her perm done. She literally cannot be far away. She wears it at the prom, her gay prom. three rainbow. Look, Hilarious. We love, gay. we she's love, gay, but she's a villain. Diversity of representation. She's a gay, gay villain. I know, but they do that a lot. And it's this started yeah. the gay villain trope. <laughs> This movie started, it didn't, it didn't, but it, it yeah, didn't, it did. but it's fun but to it lie. did do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like they have such fucked up reactions. Chris and Norma are like, I will become Satan um, and ruin this bitch's life. Meanwhile, uh, what's her name? Jess. I had the IMDb. Sue? Up, but I Sue? Lost it. Sue. Sue. Who's Jess? No, there's no, no Jess. one. No one. Sue. <laughs> Sue. Sue, I was so convinced that Sue was also in on it. Are we supposed to know that she's nice or, or no, did I, I, you're supposed to not know? I think you're supposed to question the motives of both like Sue and Tommy. So that way, like when it is revealed that like they actually were both trying to do like a nice thing, it's more devastating. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if I was just being daft as hell or if like <laughs> if, if it was intentional um for you to, for that to be ambiguous. Um cuz I was I was like this fucking bitch Sue, how fucked up is this? And then Tommy was like kissing Carrie at prom and I was it like was very what confusing. the fuck is going on? Yeah, um, like I said I just seen the other versions. Nice, I guess I don't know why he needed to kiss, but maybe he did kind of like, like her a little bit or something. I think he yeah, actually think really he liked her. I think the situation just progressed. Yeah. And, and he was it just was like, oh, she's so sweet. Cause she's so sweet. When I was watching like the prom scene and like them, him getting ready for prom, him trying to like ask her out. I was like, Tommy's such a sweet boy. Tommy's such a sweet boy. And then yeah. it got closer and closer. And I was just like, is Tommy a good boy? Like Tommy, Tommy better not break my heart. And then Tommy broke my heart in a, for a different reason than uh -huh. what I was expecting. But I was just like, Tommy got that big bump. Tommy. Ooh, Tommy, I was so I was yeah. so suspicious and I was so like mad watching the whole prom scene because I was like he's being so sweet to her and I was just distracted by like hating him because I was like why are you kissing her? Why are you doing all this shit just to make it sting more? What the fuck is wrong with you? And mm -hmm. then when it was revealed, I was like, oh my god. So then I just rewatched the prom scene um just before this. And like when once you know, it's even more devastating because you're just like, this is just so sweet. And Carrie's having such an incredible time at prom and she looks beautiful like an angel. And he's like gassing her up and being like, you can dance, you can do anything. Like, don't worry, like trying to like mm -hmm. calm her down and get her out of her head. And he's actually doing a good job of it. And oh my God, it's just like, it's, you gotta watch this twice for all of the the reveals and all the deepest sadness because it's yeah. sad. Yeah, because like I said, even though I knew all the main beats of the story, like I knew that Sue lived and I knew that she was like sort of a friend to Carrie at the end um, because I'd seen the other version and I knew generally from a pop culture sense and I knew that she's in 
carry to the rage or or the rage carry to whatever it's called um and so I knew she like continued the storyline but I even watching this when I started to to doubt myself and be like okay what's going on is she this is she that um I was pretty convinced from the beginning when she was like okay I want my boyfriend to take Carrie to prom just so that Carrie can go to prom. I was like, okay, she's good. But then at that moment when she was like eight o'clock, time to head out. I'm not telling anybody where I'm going. I was like, rut row, that could be bad. Because in my head, there was that whole conversation um, when Mrs. Collins was like, why are you guys trying to get Tommy to take Carrie to prom? Why are you doing this? Um, and that was what really made me not trust Tommy too. Because she said something to them that was really, I thought, a little unnecessarily mean at first, where she was saying like, Tommy, don't you think you're going to look a little ridiculous when you walk into prom with Carrie Way? And I was like, okay, rude. But then Tommy kept like giggling. And I was like, okay, so she's not being mean about Carrie. She just like correctly diagnosed that Tommy's a bitch. Um, and so I didn't trust him from that point on. But, yeah. but Sue seemed like very trustworthy in her intentions. Until I didn't think so. She I, was showing up at to to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's that whole line where she was like, if you don't have a date, you can't go to prom, which like, first of all, is that how prom has ever worked? Because that blows. It's fucking um, so fucked up. That yeah, that sucks. Because um, you can't even shit. go with your female friend and be like, we're besties or whatever, because no gays allowed, I assume. Um 76. But yeah, so when when it was like, you can't go if you don't have a date. I was like, oh, that's how Sue is going to survive what happens at prom later because she's not allowed to be there. And then she did sneak over there. And I was like, okay, wait, now what's going on? And then when the teacher like sees her seeing the rope and like putting the pieces together, but the teacher thinks that Still she's, thinks she's jealous bad. because of Tommy after all. Um, and that's how she gets like shoved out of the room. I was like- that actually is so perfect because it is heartbreaking that Sue sees what's going on and is trying to intervene, but also Mrs. Collins thinks she sees what's going on and is trying to intervene. And they're both just like trying, to, trying be to protect nice in their her, own way. Yeah. But they can't, they, they, but the coach already has, Sue, I guess. Yeah, the coach already has her preconceptions as she should, you know, I would mm -hmm. be super, I was super suspicious of that whole situation. Like that's a huge turnaround. I guess she doesn't believe that like the really good talking to that she gave them would actually change any of their minds. Um, which like after seeing them do something so fucking heinous, I wouldn't believe that they could redeem themselves either. But that's why I'm not a teacher. Yeah. Uh <laughs> and I went back to the beginning and Sue is like really one of the aggressors in the beginning. Yeah, like, she's, she's the one, the one really the moving forward at first. She's the one that like opens the, the dispenser so that they can get the full supply. Totally. Well, okay. Before we get into the, the whole pig's blood of it all, let's talk about Carrie's telekinesis stuff before that point because I really like the way that they like reveal her powers mm -hmm. um something about me is that telekinesis is the thing I would choose a hundred percent if I could choose a power to have because you could do so much shit with that and the reason that I know that is because I watched uh oh my god if I, am I gonna forget it teen titans teen titans <laughs> and there is a character that had telekinesis or something like that or she might have been able to move rocks or whatever. I think it was telekinesis. Tara. 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 Yeah, it was like rocks. an earth-based. 
Yeah, but with telekinesis, I was thinking about it in that concept because she picks up Mm -hmm. a piece of ground and she flies around with it. And so I was like, if you have telekinesis, you could do that. You could just like pick up something that you're standing on and fly yourself around. So now you got flight. That's the only (laughs) other one that I'm really considering. I don't want to be invisible. So that's the one. Um, So like imagine all the things that happen when you start your period. Cramps, zits, hormones, whatever. And then telekinesis on top of that. Like, but like, that'd be kind of cool. Um, Here's the thing. I think all women should get telekinetic powers as soon as they get their periods. Women deserve that. that. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have to deal with like ruining all of our white pants once a month. I mean, just don't wear white pants that time. But sometimes you don't know when it's coming. I've done that before. I was out with my boyfriend and both of his parents. And uh, just bled through my pants. It's very Emma on Degrassi, baby. Incredible. I the same thing, except I was wearing a white skirt and I was at an Italian That's restaurant. Emma on Degrassi. I was at an Italian <laughs> restaurant wearing a white skirt. I went to the bathroom, realized what had happened. No one had noticed. So I flipped my skirt around and I blotted it and I told everyone a meatball fell on me. And everyone believed it. It's the <laughs> smartest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it's the smartest thing I've ever done. And I will never top it. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) But like, I love that how smart Carrie is because like, yeah. Sorry, I have a telekinesis question. If you get it when you get your period, does it go away when you go through menopause? What are, just a quick way in. Is it like definitely period connected or is it just like coming of age? I want it to just be coming of age because I don't like that it goes would go away because especially in your old age that's when you're going to need it the most yeah like, oh my back that's a really good point. i don't want to go get the coffee <laughs> now i have the coffee well in my we're hand. deciding yeah we're deciding we're i deciding. think we should get to keep it we get to make the rules here if steven if king we don't weigh in and we do. unless you're yeah. agreeing with us <laughs> he uh, is not the authority on periods here unless he also wants to come pod and tell his first period story <laughs> Open invitation. Open That's invitation, a challenge. I mean, please. Stephen please. King. Come on our podcast and talk about your period. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> uh, I did, Well, I just love that, like, Carrie's like, okay, I've been so embarrassed that I don't know about shit. And because, like, my mom is not going to be the one to teach me about shit because we haven't talked about her at all. But her mom is, like, the worst. The worst. Abusive like zealous religious nutty woman um and you know not even teaching her daughter that a period is a thing so she's like been really in the dark so she starts getting these and powers then coming home and being like you're only getting your period because you're a sinner and if you were a good enough girl you would never have gotten your period huh horrible apparently all the bible verses in this movie are completely made up by the way which I was glad to see on IMDb trivia because I was like, is there really something about the blood curse in the Bible? Um, <laughs> I feel like we would hear about that more, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like we see signs on the side of the road when mm-hmm. there's that person holding up a scary, like the end is near and be like, yeah, 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 women yeah, yeah. have the blood curse. I mean, there is like weird period shit in the Bible, but it like makes sense for the time because like, you're free bleeding to some degree. They didn't have tampons the way that we have tampons. They didn't have menstrual cups. You know what I mean? No, um, they did not have shouts menstrual, to cups. menstrual cups. Uh, I do love a good mensy cup. Import- 
We love it a brief. <laughs> the Mensi cup. It's perfect. Um, I was going to say something. Fuck. The mom is abusive and oh, she and then sucks and is bad. Let's, let's just talk for a second. Let's talk about what we're all thinking. That Jesus looks weird. That is a creepy looking oh. fucking Jesus. That is Jesus has LED lights. I didn't know LED lights were uh, a thing in the 70s. It's St. Sebastian, apparently, which Jesus? I did not remember. No, it, he's St. Sebastian. Um, just a different person. His name is St. Sebastian. Um, that wasn't Jesus on the cross in the closet? St. Sebastian with the arrows. Jesus didn't get shot with arrows. Oh, I didn't even see the arrows. Yeah, you. I didn't really notice the arrows at first because it's so such an obvious connection to go, oh, yep, that's Jesus. He's got the same haircut as the mom. Um, and then at the end, you realize that parallels actually don't stop there because after you see the mom's death, when she's like bringing her mom's body into her scary prayer closet so that they can be collapsed upon together, I guess. Um, then you see St. Sebastian again, the little statue, and you realize the mom was like actually pinned in exactly the same way with like the same like knives placement in her body oh. um which is oh my god sick. i didn't notice that that's it's like so cool an incredible iconic detail i love it so much i, I don't really know much that. about saint sebastian other than there's somebody on tumblr who does like fun bread creations for christians i don't know they did a saint sebastian <laughs> one, one time that's I've all i've ever heard of him but that's cool um but yeah i just love that carrie when faced with something else that's happening to her body that she can't explain, she's like, well, I'm not going to that bitch again because you see what happened last time. I'm going to the goddamn library. And she just goes to like the spooky section of the library, best place to be, and is reading all this shit. And then she's like, self-diagnosed WebMD. I have telekinesis. And mm -hmm. she's a smart bitch. And she starts using it right away um i love that that fucking kid on the bike is like zooming around her like creepy hey, carrie creepy carrie creepy carrie that's what you're saying and she's that kid just deserved like, to get shit needed. bitch <laughs> immediately he got what he got he 100 deserved that um but yeah she she immediately learns to go it on her own and she's immediately like starts taking she does start taking pride in her powers when she like talks to her mom about it she's just like hey mom i have telekinesis she's not like i have powers she's like i know the word i looked it up in a book um mm -hmm. i have telekinesis and you better cut your shit um and that's a real book by the way and that's the real I definition of telekinesis in that book so you can go out there and you can absolutely read it and explore that thing but yeah i think it's it's I love that when they do, obviously, we know I love a spooky Google. Um, and then one time when we were posting about spooky Googles on social, somebody was like, isn't going to the library and looking at the microfiche, the old school. And I was like, that's so true, bestie. Um, and so now I love a spooky library search as well. It's, that's the blueprint. That's the blueprint. But like mm -hmm. the scene right before Carrie ends up going to prom, I love that she like takes charge against her bitch ass mom. Sorry. Like makes it sound like I had a weird relationship with my mom I love my mom she was perfect she was amazing but this mom fucking sucks 
She's just like, sit your ass on the couch. Don't fucking get up until I'm gone. And sit it, down. It was epic. It was epic. But then Carrie was like, no, mom, you sit down. <laughs> you sit yeah, down. honestly. And it is amazing. Um, it, it is kind of funny because her mom comes in and is like, I knew it would be red. And apparently that line is in there because in the book, she's wearing a red velvet dress. Um, and then they just decided to keep the line and have Sissy Spacek respond like, it's pink. Um, it's not even close to red, mom. It, it, it's just pink, um, which is very cute. And she's right. It is pink. And we we love that for her. What a queen. Um, but apparently the actress, Piper Laurie, who played the mom, um, she wasn't sure about taking this role at first and then I think IMDb trivia said her husband was like well consider Brian De Palma's other works like they're usually pretty funny and then she like reread it with the idea that it was a black comedy and was like oh okay I get it now I'm on board she takes the part she comes on set she's like this is a black comedy and Brian De Palma is like it's literally not <laughs> at all it's not please stop but she was just like cracking up in between scenes after all of her lines because she was like they're so over the top like how are you telling me that this is not a black comedy but whatever energy she was bringing it worked because not only did she get nominated for an oscar for the role and a golden globe Damn. but also just like it was iconic we watched it for ourselves like it was amazing she's she killing it great job. she sets up all the candles obviously that wasn't really her as the actress but it fed into the energy of her chopping the carrot and then just chopping in general that Amazing. was nuts that's how you knew that some shit was going to go down but I mm -hmm. like for me as someone who apparently had seen this before but no I had not like uh -huh. I was like it ends with the prom scene like I was not expecting <laughs> any of that after shit so it's like you're already like holy shit and then you're like oh my god um but let's get into the prom scene where shit starts to go down because that is just such an incredible thing um so obviously carrie wins prom queen with tommy um and everyone because it's been rigged by norma and and freddie miscellaneous henchmen they're both gay they're both little gay villains and I love that for them. And I love their totally awkward, horrible ruse of a straight quote unquote straight kiss. I wow. don't buy it for one second from so either of you. Fucking hilarious. That's They're so like, oh, let me just, I'm so in the throes of passion of this kiss that I just, oopsie, I dropped all of the ballots. Um, and now I'm just like tucking them away with my foot so I can reach into Freddy's jacket and pull out all the phonies. They really thought they really thought this shit all through. Um, which was good though I was glad to see that because I was very very concerned that Chris had gotten everyone in on the prank and had just gotten everybody to vote for Tommy and Carrie so that they could do something and oh, I was very yeah. scared that that was the case that would have and been I was really glad at least to see that it was not that even though a bunch of those people did go on to die well, so. well yeah that's something that I want to talk talk about too because like okay what we already talked about the immediate lead up to the moment where the blood bucket is pulled, where Sue tries to stop it. And the, the teacher, the coach, Mrs. Collins, Mrs. Collins grabs her and pulls her away and throws her outside um, just in time for fucking Chris to pull the trigger. And in that moment where Chris pulls the trigger and, and pulls the rope and the blood falls all over Carrie, 
Like the way that they did the sound design for that was so brilliant because like all the rest of the sound goes away. Before that, there's been this like building like string music, right? This like and it's like very sentimental and she's like beaming and smiling and glowing and Tommy's looking at her and everyone's looking at her and they're all thinking that she's amazing. And it all seems so genuine. They are clapping for five full minutes. Yeah. And then. Oh, yeah. They're clapping for so long. Seriously, for so long. They're just building that moment for so long. And then the shoe drops, the blood drops, and then the music is gone. And you just hear the sounds of the blood dripping and the bucket going like shaking from side to side. And just those like visceral sounds for a really long time too and it just oh man it makes it so much more horrifying like they that was such a perfect choice and Mm -hmm. just like the way it all plays out like fucking bitch ass norma is immediately laughing um but no one else is everybody else is horrified they're like all shocked and then the bucket falls and it hits tommy and fucking does it kill him (laughs) I I knocked him out. I think no? I think I read somewhere that like in the books it does. Like that's where Tommy dies. Like it mm. but in the movie I think it's ambiguous. Yeah, it could go either way. Cause he, he was knocked out, but like it it seems like everyone pretty much dies in the fire. Um yeah. for the most part. But um I think the question that I had watching it is that so Tommy gets his big bonk of death um, uh-huh. and then it looks like those boys start laughing in the back, maybe. But then in Carrie's mind's eye, she like sees Norma getting those people who had been nice to her, that couple to laugh. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's hysterically laughing. But, like, yeah. I think that's in Carrie's head, right? Because I don't think oh, yeah. that the coach Mrs. Would Collins be for laughing. sure wasn't. Would be, yeah. yeah, Mrs. Collins would never be laughing. So it's, like, in Carrie's mind, she sees everyone turning against her, but that's not the case. Like, everyone was horrified. And that's what makes it even more sad because she's hearing the voice of her mother who had been, like, everyone's going to laugh at you. Everyone's going to laugh at you, repeating over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and the laughing and then she music hears the plug in the it up part too. is so good. And yeah, like, we're all sorry, Cassie. Like, ugh. Yeah. and then she hears the coach's voice being like, trust me, Carrie. And she's just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And like, I get it. But also, Norma, if you had just one ounce of chill, this could have turned out differently. Yeah, Norma, fuck you. Honest to God. Love you that you're gay, but fuck you because you're heartless. Like, mm-hmm. Oh man, but like just the the sound design and like the visual yeah. aspects yeah. of the whole thing. Like as soon as like she starts turning on her telekinesis and going wild on him, like everything turns red and there's just like mm-hmm. this like I don't know if it's a synth sound, but like this note that's like eh, like kind of I don't know, uh in the background the whole time, like no music, just that like incessant sound um which is like very unsettling. And I love that she's just like, I'm going to waterboard these bitches. I'm going to hose them down. I'm going to hose them to death. Does she hose Norma to death? Does she drown Norma with the hose? (laughs) I'm not sure if Norma dies at that point, but I know the actress PJ Souls burst her eardrum um, because she really got hosed in the 
head slash face. Um, and it took her like six months to be able to hear out of that ear again. Oh my God. Holy fuck. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that shit would hurt. That's a high powered hose. Yeah. I, we started our zoom, um, before we started recording the episode and we were just hanging out a little while I was finishing up reading my IMDb trivia and I was having some big reactions to some of them. Um, and one of them was that PJ souls burst her eardrum. And one of them was that, um, the PE teacher didn't know that she was going to die at first because the character lives in the books. Um, and so she was surprised to discover upon, I think right about filming this scene that actually she does not get to survive. She's going to die in the, in the gym. Um, and they didn't have time to like test out that equipment falling stunt um, that like bisects the teacher in the movie. Yeah. So they just were like, we're just gonna, camera's rolling. We're just gonna give it a shot. Um, and, and so she so, actually died. Yeah, she actually dies. No, but she, her, <laughs> IMDb trivia was like, her look of fear was genuine. Um, I hate that part of trivia. <laughs> Their fear was genuine. I'm like, what do you know Why? that for sure, random man on the <laughs> Probably it was from some interview somewhere. Because yeah, um, yeah, yeah, apparently yeah. the shot with um, Norma getting blasted in the face, that was the shot that burst her eardrums and they kept it in, says IMDb. So again, how reliable, but. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> personally it was the 70s I, I fully believe it <laughs> I fully believe it a different time yeah um but yeah I mean I I love that she electrocutes the principal and that other fucker um because fuck them both and that's a fun way to kill someone we love a little electricity play um and I mean the rest of it is just everyone burns in the fire um which is so sad or smoke inhalation maybe. or smoke inhalation um because at the end they I, I think everyone dies right um they say in the rage carry two or whatever it is they say in the sequel that maybe like 22 oh in this sequel they say 73 people died and so i don't know how many people made it out but a few um who quote unquote refuse to talk about the incident afterwards. Um, so more than just Sue, but in the book, 11 people are confirmed to have escaped from the prom. Um, mm. So still a small number. Not everybody's completely trapped, um, but they're they're pretty trapped. Yeah, that's so fucked. I, I do really love um, the immediate aftermath of, of this, this prom scene um, where chris in her like full like full joker like full joker like as much she's watching through the window but like just watching through the window you're just gonna go from zero to carrie has telekinetic powers and she's the one who's making all this shit happen and she started a fire and she electrocuted everyone and she is flying everyone around and exploding things like like that's like it's 1976. Like, are, are we believe it? That's what Chris is believing right away because she gets in her car or she gets into John Travolta's car and she's going to mow Carrie the fuck down. Right. Like she's going to commit vehicular, man, not vehicular manslaughter. If you're mowing them down, then it's 
then you're killing. The, then, then it's killer, murder. murder. <laughs> yeah. <Killer murder. laughs> murder. Yeah. Um, but like, does she really look in there and she's like, it's not like Carrie's like with her hands and she's like, uh-huh. with the power of te- telekinesis, the hose or something. She's just like, not she's just looking with that look, <laughs> that look that she's got. Sissy Spacek, mm-hmm. did she win the Oscar for that look? She just makes the same face for like 25 minutes straight. And that skill. Whole lights of okay, Sissy Spacek, that bitch was committed because one of the other things on IMDb trivia that made my jaw drop um is the piece of trivia that says, and I will read it for you. Um, while filming the bloody prom sequence, Sissy Spacek's trailer was parked behind the set. After being covered in fake blood for continuity purposes, Spacek refused to wash the effect off. She elected instead to sleep in her bloody clothes for three days of filming. Huh? Baby, you don't have to do that. You know that, right? Okay, I girl. love that. She said, no, I want to. This bitch also at the end when the hand shoots out, and I want to talk about that more later, that is Sissy Spacek's hand. She was like, yeah, literally bury me Put alive. Put me in the ground. I want to do that scene myself. That's- and Brian Dunham was like, no, we're going to have a stunt person do it. And she was like, no, you're not. I'm getting in the ground. Don't and eventually my hand. he was like, yes. Eventually he was like, okay, I'll let your husband bury you. I'm not going to do it. But if you insist, you guys go ahead. You can make this happen. This one's for the girlies, but I am hands off. Sissy Spacek, queen of continuity. Like that commitment. Queen of commitment, queen of continuity. She's not gonna, she's not gonna see anything in the flubs or what is it, goofs section of the movie. No, you can see them all on on her behalf. Yeah. (laughs) You can see them all in the hand that shows it is actually Polly's hand from May 2002. Um little time travel action. Mm-hmm. She but was yeah. like, I will not allow this. It's my hand. I'm buried alive. I will say Crazy I girl. cheered. I cheered out loud when Chris blew up. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I was deserve- like, if anyone deserves to blow up. Okay. But here's the thing also, like they put that pig's blood in like days ahead of time. Like it would have smelled. There would have been flies. Like people would have noticed that. Would it have been like coagulated or something? Ew. Yeah, like it, a big jelly. I mean, maybe it kind of was a little bit though. Blech. Apparently, it, it kept like drying out and getting gooey on set. They had to keep just like hosing Sissy's basic down. Yeah, she gets wetter as the as the killing progresses. She's like, it's because they were spraying her with water <laughs> apparently <laughs> to keep that blood liquid. Um, but. That is part of the movie that's horrifying that I didn't really consider until watching it this time around. Um, I was always like, yeah, Carrie gets doused in pig blood. That sucks. That would be gross. Um, I didn't really consider the implications that we see for ourselves to a degree in this film, which is um, Chris and John Travolta and Freddie and some other dude going to a pig farm to commit animal abuse. Right. They commit a, a, huh? a murder. He axes the shit out of that pig. 
it never occurred to me before that they were going and murdering pigs. I was always just like, they got it at the market. I don't know what I thought. I thought they had some sort of butcher plug, you know? Right? No, they're out here just murdering pigs as well. So clearly they they are not above murder. I guess we shouldn't be surprised at the end when Chris is like, I'm going to run her over. Yeah. I will say, um, I love all the like, subtle and not so subtle psycho references in this yeah. movie one the not so subtle is the music that they use uh-huh. is like uh-huh. very psycho but like the high school it's, that, no it's literally the same yeah like it's notes that exact same thing but also like the name of the high school is like Bates high school or something like that like I was like okay I love the like very subtle psycho references and the pig farm is like Bates packaging or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, I love, that's awesome. I didn't notice any of that. <laughs> I didn't notice any of that. Not that I noticed I mean, it either. So there, I did notice the, is the music part, like whenever she like does. Her telekinesis uh, a sound. Telekinesis yeah. thing, it's like, Rah! yeah, like, okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's like the Fair. shower stab sound. Totally, yeah. That, that, that I got, but all the rest of it absolutely did not. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so one thing I do want to talk about before we um, move on to our segments is the bit at the end with the mom, because that whole, the mom's like, the way she reveals, like sprinkles in little details is so good. Um, Cause I also started to be like, I'll be the mama's gay, not to make all the villains gay, but also I love a villain. <laughs> um, but, but I was like, the mom is gay. Maybe the dad is gay. That's why they had one baby. And then they immediately split and why she's like so committed to her Christian ideology and like repentance or whatever. But it turns out, no, she's full straight. And the problem is that she liked having straight sex with her boyfriend too much, actually. Um, Cause she has that whole scene where she reveals like, okay, actually I want to, I want to, read the monologue maybe because like literally every bit of it is iconic um, act it out Sid- for us babe yeah okay sorry sydney first you looked like you wanted to button and say something i just wanted to give the opportunity oh i just i want it like i w- like read because i want like a clarification of like mm-hmm. was it sinful because she liked having sex or did mm. her husband rape her basically like no she liked it she said that was something like it kind of alluded like could have been yeah it was pleasure in it that was the sin that's the sin um if she felt bad then at least it would have been like I knew it was bad but instead it's like sin feels so good which is why I have to spend my whole life actually trying to undo this and like pushing it out of my daughter and like squeezing her so small so that there's no room in her body for sin um but this is the whole quote she says I should have killed myself when he put it in me after the first time before we were married that's where the sin comes in after the first time before we were married Ralph promised never again he promised and I believed him but sin never dies sin never dies at first it was all right We lived sinlessly. We slept in the same bed, but we never did it. And then that night, I saw him looking down at me that way. We got down on our knees to pray for strength. I smelt the whiskey on his breath and he took me. He took me with the stink of the filthy roadhouse whiskey on his breath and I liked it. I liked it with all that dirty touching of his hands all over me. I should have given you to God when you were born, but I was weak and backsliding. And now the devil has come home 
we'll pray. And to me, like, not only is that like, was such a well-delivered monologue, but it also made everything like click into place yeah. and make sense. Made you know what I mean? It all makes sense. Like, why is this bitch like this? That's why yes. this bitch is like this. <laughs> It's because it's not just that she's like trying to stamp this sin out of Carrie because she thinks that sin is wrong. It's that any sin in Carrie is like, oh, this is my fault because I sinned first when we made a baby. Because I don't, I don't know if they, she does wear a wedding ring, but I don't know if they were ever actually married um, before he left with some other lady is what Carrie said. Um, I don't know if it was just because maybe Carrie was just like conceived before they got married. Maybe they just mm -hmm. were fucking before they got married. And that, yeah, that's conceived. where the sin came in. Um, but yeah, I think that that whole moment really makes it clear that it was like, it's her original sin, if you will. Um, and that's why she's so determined to make Carrie good and what she sees as good and use like any means necessary to do so because she's also trying to like make up for her own sin. It's it's her penance basically is to stamp this in out of Carrie is, is how she can make herself sinless again. Yeah. Because I think she kind of just sees she's Carrie- yeah, she just sees right. Carrie as a sin. She's like mm -hmm. a human personification of sin in her mind, um, which is just so fucked up. I love the scene. And her mom Carrie makes the sign of the cross with her knife. Oh, yeah. That's I so love. fucked up. Yeah, that was like fucked but amazing. And I love that like she's just like hiding in her white nightgown behind the door. That was so creepy. That's so creepy because I was when Carrie like walked right by her I was like how did Carrie not see her but also I did not see her for a very long moment until there's like I a did. little mannequin like, thing right next to her too mm -hmm. so she probably just thought it was that yeah it's Ugh. so well done so spooky oh this is a little side note but another reason that Carrie probably went full telekinesis killer on him um is because she made that dress she made that, she made that blood oh, yeah. all she, over it how now dare it's red you little bitches yeah, maybe um maybe it was a psychic vision from the mom when she mm. said, I see the dress is red. They both oh. mm, could be a thing. Um, but okay, we talked about the stabby stabby. I mean, she she like she stabs Carrie, Carrie falls down the stairs. It's super fucked up. Um, and then Carrie stabs her 20 different ways, just like Mr. Sebastian. Um, Saint Sebastian. Is that Saint Sebastian? Yeah. Good job. Okay, good, good, good. I was like, did I say the wrong S name? Am I just thinking you about Sebastian it. Stan right now? Because <laughs> um, I am a lot of the time these days. Um, sure. But anyway, the ending of this movie made me really mad. Um, not like the end end with the arm. The I loved end. the end end with the arm. The house end really pissed me off. And I don't What's know if IMDb <laughs> gave you any info on this. I didn't get to do as much research as I want to. But this read to me as the classic Stephen King thing that I've noticed in what I've read of him so far and in the movies I've seen I still love him I think he is a genius but there's this thing that he does where he's like this is a really great story it's going great and it's building and it's getting cooler and then I'm gonna fucking ruin it in the last second by just like not sticking the fucking landing like this whole thing is like about Carrie, like she has this power and it's an innately feminine power, her telekinesis, because it comes when she has her 
period, you know, so it's tied to her womanhood or whatever. Um, I'm not sure if she hasn't been like brewing it for a while because she seemed to be somewhat in control of it. But I also choose to believe that her control comes from. Yeah, either way, evolution or whatever, maturation. Her being able to use it. It comes from it happens like right after she starts mm-hmm. her period. So like that's how it's it's shown. That's how it's presented. It's to us. late. And so she has this like feminine woman power, or whatever that she's using, good or for good or for bad, whatever. Some of those people, I'm like killing bitch. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But then like it turns into a devil thing. Is that what that is? Because their house literally gets sucked down into the depths of hell or whatever. So it seems like that's how I read it as like, oh, it was the devil taking them in the end. And I was just like, I mean, there's no confirmation of that. But what Mm -hmm. the fuck else could it be? It's not like Carrie's bringing the house down. Well, that's what I maybe thought at first. I was like, is Carrie bringing the house down to perish with her mom because of her grief? Are her powers out of control because she's in shock and grieving and she's unintentionally bringing it down? Um, But apparently originally in the script do you know those like lava stones that you see at the end yeah. in the like plot apparently it was going to be like raining stones on them and there was going to be like an earlier smaller raining stone scenes in the beginning of the movie um when she was like younger but for whatever reason it like the they couldn't pull it off on set filming so they just cut it and the house just like collapses on its own I was watching something and I thought it was Mm -hmm. for this Carrie, but I think it was for the 2013 Carrie. And I think they get into like Carrie's childhood more and stuff like that in the new one. Also, um, I'm sure the book covers all of that because if we know Stephen King, we know his books are 5 million pages long (laughs) and they have an obscene amount of detail, which I love. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But, my guess would be that as Carrie's dying and like her mom is clearly like already dead, like she's murdered her mom, her mom's killed her, that she collapses the house, you know, with them. So like if they're going to go out, they're going to do it together. I like it if it's intentional like that, but I really didn't read it like that at the time. But I can see that. I can see that read for sure. But I it seemed like Carrie was scared and it was against her will. And she seemed like she was very much like still alive, not like totally dying yet because she was able to mm-hmm. like pull her mom like from the wall with these okay, knives wait. keeping her in there. First and was all- trying to protect them, I thought, by putting them in the closet. Because like, I don't know, there- earthquakes, that door makes sense jams. Too. Also, if if they're going into the Jesus closet amidst an act of the devil or whatever, bringing yeah, oh yeah, that whatever too. down upon them. But um, I just want to note really quickly, and I don't know why this was there, and I think I'm glad it was, but also again, why when she yanks one of her mom's hands off the wall so that she can drag her away, there's a really weird like folk like sound effect that is almost comical in effect. Why was that there? <laughs> What was that about? <laughs> Just to scratch your brain a little bit. Just I don't know. I didn't your brain that. a little. <laughs> I'll find the moment and send it to you because I was like, Thump. literally like, why? Yeah, I went back <laughs> to be like, is that real? Um, but I, I also just read the end 
of the book on the Wikipedia page for the Stephen King novel, um, mm-hmm. and it's different. So no insight there when it comes to the house collapse. Oh, okay. Well, then I will not. I'm sorry. Blame him for that. By he does like a whole other thing. Landing. And also, <laughs> you did. I'm not the one to know. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. He it does clarify in the book though um, that the whole thing with the mom and the dad and the origin story is marital rape. Um, so that was a different Brian De Palma tweak. Um, there's there's definitely some changes that he made for this movie. Most notably, um, the way that it ends and the way that Carrie dies, um, and also the way that. Chris and what's his name? Billy. John Travolta's name is Billy. Um, the way that they die is a little bit different in the book as well, or at least the the timing, the the manner of it is like essentially the same, I think. Um, but Stephen King really, really likes all of the changes that they made. This is his favorite version. He doesn't like any of the other versions of Carrie that have been made yeah. as movies. He said is he you- likes this better than what he wrote in his book. So I mean, pretty good author wow. endorsement. Yeah. That's great. Good for good. But for yeah, I don't know why all the house involved collapses. <laughs> I don't know because the raining stones thing also doesn't really make sense to me either. I have some things so. to pick with this writer director, um, but okay, let's get into our segments here because segmentos. It's time. Oh. Oh, it's time. Uh, I'm ignoring Sydney. Yeah, moving how, on. How could this movie be gayer? I mean, we already get two gay villains. That's pretty gay. <laughs> um, the gym teacher, classic lesbian gym teacher propaganda. She said that she played her gym teacher character as a lesbian. Um, yes. And I got some of those vibes. So, uh-huh. you know, that's nice. Um, I also was really hoping, and we didn't get it, um, but she likes Tommy's poem so much. She says it's beautiful. He says the reason he's taking her to prom is because she liked his poem but then he reveals he didn't write it I was waiting for a reveal that Sue like that Sue was the one who wrote the beautiful poem that Carrie liked um Ooh. so that I could make that gay but no no such luck unfortunately no and I would love to have Carrie be a bisexual queen but also um if she's straight I accept her because I'm an ally I'm so glad that you're an ally towards straight people. It's need that. the cause is so important. We need that. I'm um, not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No new um, straight people in my life, please. Like you've met your quota. Yeah. All you of my up the list. All of my straights have been grandfathered in from like childhood. That's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great. I didn't expect this movie to have a canonically gay character, but like with the hat, with the, my first notes were like, is it stereotypical for me to immediately assume that Norma is gay because she's wearing overalls? <laughs> but then I was like, no, it's not the overalls. It's the literal gay flag hat. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. It's, it, it's very gay. It's incredibly gay. Overt. It's overt. Um, okay. Where would Matthew Lillard fit into this movie? I want him to be Tommy. Oh, kind of a dick for a little bit, but ultimately heart of gold. I feel like yeah. he would do a really nice job in that he role. like curly hair wig. I want to see <laughs> no, him. Just let him have his own normal hair. No. We don't all need to get a no, 70s perm. to have a curly hair wig. <laughs> and I desperately want to see him in the powder blue ruffle tux. Oh, yes. that would be so With fun. With a heart of I gold. 
Ooh. I did love the boys at the tuxedo shop scene where they're trying on to. I thought that was a fun little moment. That was a the great part moment. Where they fast forward the movie. Yes, in the suddenly movie. that was me, 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 me. Alvin and the Chipmunks. That was <laughs> hilarious. I was like, "What's happening right now?" A they lot just of had fun, fun in the like... editing team. They're throwing in sound effects. They're speeding up. They're slowing down. Yeah, I mean, like the split screen in the like mm-hmm. chaos scene, like that was an interesting choice too. I mean, there's a lot they to were going to do a lot more of that. And then they were like, it's not working. Let's dial it back. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was already yeah. a lot for just that. I like didn't know what to look at. But um, I mean, there was a lot to see. So you got to show as many POVs as possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, the dumb bitch. Tie- it's not a tie, but I want to subnominate Norma because I'm mad at her. Um, mm-hmm. But number one has got to be Chris. Yeah, Chris and Billy. Yeah, it's her idea, so it's hard to Billy's blame just a henchman. Billy more. You know what I mean? He's just her little bitch. I don't know. Um, he, he did a lot of slapping. So he did do a lot of slapping. Oh my god! And that's why he what likes to think that she's that? hurt. Apparently, they did a screening of this movie for the 40th anniversary, and um, the girl who plays Chris was there, and PJ Souls was there. A bunch of them were there. And the girl who cri- plays Chris, Nancy Allen, um, was like, what is up with all of the slapping? Like, she herself was like, that is a lot of slapping that's happening. It's a um, lot But of she slapping. clarified that all of the John Travolta slaps were just play pretend slapping. Um, but the slaps with Betty Buckley, the gym teacher, uh, those were real. And per IMDb trivia... Brian De Palma made Betty Buckley slap her like 30 times until he got the shot that he wanted. So. I mean, she did look very shocked. <laughs> She's so. like, again, another take. That's why she was upset. Face <laughs> like raw and red. Shouts out to the makeup crew who, who <laughs> concealer over that shit every time. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, Chris over Billy only because she's the mastermind. Fucked up. I was going to say they are a pair. Like they. They deserve each other for sure. Like they both get to be dumb bitch. Because Billy Billy had to call him. Billy just wants to drink Pap's Blue Ribbon. I, oh, while no. driving next to a cop and then when okay when but we all do cops, some roadies throws, we all do roadies we it's don't fine. all do don't. roadies we all do roadies it's fine oh my god no we can't get away with that shit in LA um but he he literally like what an idiot that he throws the can so then if he does get pulled over, the whole car reeks of beer. So yeah, okay, actually, because of that shit and all the slapping, he's Here's dumb the- bitch as well. He is dumber, <laughs> actually. You're convincing he's- me. He is dumber. She's bitcher, but he is dumber. That was the 70s. She's bitch, he's dumb. And fun fact, uh, when I lived in Tennessee, open container like wasn't a thing. Like as long as the driver isn't holding a beer, like everybody mm. else in the car can be drinking anytime <laughs> that I support but the driver drinking while driving actively less so less so uh, um okay yeah I agree with Chelsea Billy is dumb and, and Billy Chris kills the bitch. pig B- 
Billy is dumb and Chris is bitch. And yeah. together they are dumb bitch. The they are a pair. To die together. Together. Their powers combine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's I the wish... Captain Planet? Yeah. No, not that. I'm thinking of, of uh, the gay siblings from Pokemon. They are for sure not gay siblings, but I love that for them. <laughs> Team they're, Rocket. They're sibling, Team Rocket. They're siblings. Jesse and James. Aren't they siblings? I'm pretty sure they're a couple. I thought they were siblings. They're gay. They're gay. It's fine. They are gay, but also they are a couple, I believe. They're, I think for, I mean, ask Danny because he's the expert. I'm going to ask Google, but anyway, let's move on to our knives out of five. (laughs) What did people think of this movie? Uh, People liked it a lot. It got pretty good reviews overall. Like I said, um, Piper Laurie was nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Sissy Spacek was also nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress in a Lead Role. Um, Piper Laurie was nominated for a Golden Globe. Um, but on IMDb, it has a 7.4 out of 10. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 93% fresh from critics and 77% fresh from audiences. So you do get a little, it was like very critically acclaimed. It did really, really well at the box office. I think they made like $30 million more than they had. They had like a maybe $2 million budget and they made like 33 million or something like that. So it was like really big for the time. Um, But I don't know, I guess there are some people out there who are not quite vibing with it on Oscars level, apparently. Um, But I personally think it's, it's, pretty gorgeous filmmaking wise there's like a lot of really cool shots and stuff they used the nom horror films seems like they used the nom horror films now they're haters fucked up fucked up um yeah i mean i think filmmaking wives this was brilliant i think it it's a it's a work of art Um, the only thing i would change maybe is the like weird spinny shot at the prom Although I do feel like it did do some good like horror setup where you're like, now I'm nauseous. I'm anxious as hell. I'm worried that things are about to hit the fan any moment. But then they it just like fizzled in the next scene when they like cut away and it was just like a normal thing. And I was when left being like, was that supposed to be romantic? Yeah. And it's like spinning so aggressively because they put oh, the actors like, that was on a platform that was spinning in the opposite direction of the way the camera was moving. It was just going way too fast for me. And I was like, I am gonna have a headache. Oh, for me, I just thought it was like, I thought it was like cute. Cause it's like shows like they're how caught up they are in the moment, you know? And they're like that, like I saw it as that, like, like Mm. that they're in this, like, like they're just seeing the world moving around them yeah that that exactly that that's how that i'll stop the world and melt with you exactly Um, what are we gonna do sky high that's an important movie with the dance that's gonna be at the end that goes wrong i do love that movie though (laughs) clear reference to carrie perhaps telekinesis (laughs) i'm sure someone's got it yeah seriously actually a movie about people with powers at a dance that doesn't go as planned a fifth Tuesday. It's coming up. It's coming up. Put it on Don't there. Hold your breath. Cause like one of the, the only movies I bought on iTunes. <laughs> um, yeah. We've got the next few fifth Tuesdays planned out. Um, so it's, it's going to have to wait, but that's okay. <laughs> but okay. For this movie though, like for me, I was blown away by it. You know, when you, 
when you have a movie that is so like ubiquitous like this one like everyone knows about Carrie everyone knows mm-hmm. what happens in Carrie I like had written it off pretty much not that I thought that it was going to be bad but I just was like I know what happens what's the surprise there whatever um it's it's really good it's there's a reason everyone still talks about it to this day it's a really interesting story there's period blood we got to talk about periods for half this episode when do we get to do that hopefully Listen. never again I, I i told you all my period stories i'm sh- i'm out of all of my stories i've got more <laughs> don't worry um but yeah i mean the acting's great i i love all the all the characters even though i hate half of them but like i love to hate them like i had a really good time this is five out of five knives for me i i love the 70s vibes i loved all the costuming i i had a really really fun time with this and also it's less than an hour and 30 minutes oh no wait is it 139 it's one thirty nine, which is yeah. fine. I watched Oma yesterday, and that was under one hour and thirty minutes. So I got those confused. Uh, but anyway, I five out of five knives for me. It's a classic. I love this movie. I like oh. forgot. Um, I knew like the plot, but I forgot a lot of the details of it. Mm-hmm. And so I was having like such a great time like rewatching it, and it holds up. It's so good. Uh, this is also a five out of five for me. Yeah. I had already put down the five for you because I could feel the vibes. <laughs> Listen, um, any movie with luscious, luscious 70s bush, immediate yeah. five out of five for me. Sorry. It gets a boost for sure. Yeah, you've already got some good points in your name at that point. Um, You're like, I like the me- direction of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it made me a little nervous to see all the bush in the beginning because they're supposed to be high schoolers. Um, but, you know, they're all actors and they're all the same age as the gym teacher. Um, right. And they filmed like a TV version where they all have like strategic towels that they're holding on to as they like move through the scene. But I also thought it like set up the beginning really well. So I actually think it slaps. Um, and I'm glad that they went full nude right out the gate um but yeah I think this movie is is really wonderful overall um and I think there are a lot of really cool shots that they do there's a lot of really good dialogue the way that they like reveal the the backstory if you will in that scene with the mom I think is like so what like I understand absolutely from that scene alone why it was uh Oscar nom level and like the parallels between the mom and the Saint Sebastian figure and like the way that those are like revealed. I don't know what the glowing eyes was about, but the way that that was revealed, I thought was like really well done. Um, And even though I knew that she pops her hand out of the grave at the end, um, and even though I saw maybe a TikTok or a meme about being startled by that the other day where somebody didn't know and then they were scared, Um, And even though I was like waiting for that moment, it's still, I still flinched. I still jumped when it came up because somehow it still like caught me by surprise. The way they do it is so good. Um, And then also the way that they reveal that it's not real and that it was like this dream that she's being haunted by. Um, Apparently the, 
those two characters, Sue and her mom, are played by a real-life mom and daughter. Um, and the daughter's freak-out reaction was, like, so authentic and, and huge that the mom actress called her by her real name, Amy, instead of Sue, because she was like, oh, no, like, are you okay? What's going on? And the only reason that you can't hear it is because, like, the music is loud enough at that point in the movie. But, like, I just thought everybody brought their A-game. Everybody was really giving this movie and their roles like the energy they deserved. Um, and I think it's it's just got to be five knives out of five. One thing Yay! that I want to bring up that I thought was hysterical during like this, that point of the movie is that like mm-hmm. the very end, the mom, Sue's mom is like on the phone talking to somebody and she's like, yeah, the doctor says that she's, she's so, so young yeah. that she <laughs> won't up. remember this traumatic thing. Like she's a senior she, in high school. She's like eight, She is not four years old. <laughs> yeah. Like she, she is going to be ruined. Don't forget when she's 96, baby. I mean, like. Don't forget when she she's long dead. Enough, God <laughs> willing, she'll forget, but. Yeah, seriously. That's so, so stupid. Uh, that made me yeah. like laugh out yeah. loud. I was like, okay, 70s. No wonder everybody's like this. <laughs> no wonder. This is why they need some basic sex ed and also uh, Seriously, because Carrie would have known about the goddamn period. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to learn it from her mom. Mm-hmm. This is an ode to sex education. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that closes the book on Carrie. Um, and don't you worry. I will. I'm going to speak for the pod. We'll never cover any of the, the remakes. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, who knows? Uh, I kind of want to watch the Chloe Grace Moretz one. I'll watch the Chloe Grace Moretz one. I don't want to cover it. I cannot imagine her doing that in a way that I'm going to enjoy for the life of me. But I'm gonna hate watch it and it'll be a fun time. I'll hate watch it with y'all, but I don't know if I want to do it. Maybe we'll do it as a Patreon episode when we start our Patreon. (laughs) Sure, 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 sure. sure. (laughs) Eventually it's gonna happen. Anyway, okay. We can do like a 15 minute bitch sash or whatever. So now we're moving on to, to next week's pick. Okay. Uh, so. So for next week's pick, I'm very excited about this one. It's a freshie. We just did fresh last month. We're trying to get on that new movie grind. We're doing it. We're doing it. So we are covering Ty West 2022 Bop X. Um, it is great. If you haven't seen it, it is now on demand. It's $20, but it's worth it. I'm going to tell you that it's worth it. Do we agree that it's worth the $20, ladies? We're going to be spending the money. I'm going to be spending the money. I've spent the $20 once before on a theater ticket. Monica and I went and saw it in theaters. I know Sydney saw it in theaters too. I saw it, it in theaters too. It was a fun ride. I mean, it was so if you fun. haven't already seen it in theaters, it's the price of a theater ticket. It's You might as well. I say go for it. Seriously, go for it. It's so much fun. I was laughing out loud hysterically. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I accidentally pre-screamed at a part I thought was going to be scary and then wasn't and had to apologize to the whole audience. Like it was a full experience and I cannot wait for us to cover it on the pod. It's going to be super, super fun. We just did, um, we just did VHS. We had a Ty West short in it. And so now we get a full feature length and yeah. 
um i'm it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride and jenna archeg is in it and we love her Yay! and Brittany snow. snow from prom night and oh my god it's like and, and kid cuddy's dick kid cuddy's dick spoiler <laughs> oh my god then people spoiler should get a little tease a little taste there's some dick action um also just want to say that we're doing this at a very timely time which is almost a year to date to when we did prom night last year um so it's a britney snow anniversary and that's why we're doing it it's not but we're gonna say that anyway close um, enough so it's it's that time again to consider giving us a five-star review um and this week they can tell us their first period story that's exactly <laughs> what i was gonna say that's literally exactly what i was gonna uh, say brain, why brain, not brain, brain. why not What's your first period story in a public review for all to see? <laughs> we told ours. Tell yours. Yeah, right. we shared something about ourselves. Now you share. Now you share. It's only right and it's only fair. If someone does this, I would be very shocked. What is the tamer alternative? Um, they could say plug it up and they can plug do it up. chanting style. And maybe Plug they can use up. fist emojis to show that they're banging their fists. Okay, yeah, that's a great option for people who don't have periods and for people who are not in a place where they're currently ready to share their first period story. Um, sure, but, sure. But if you want to DM us your first theme. period story, we are Ooh. open to that too. We, we want to know. We want to know. I just want to say that I love DMing uh, with the listeners, with listeners, so please... DM us. It's very fun to talk about movies with you. Anyway, moving on. Um, why don't why if you're gonna if you want to DM us, you have to follow us on social media, silly. So at silly. spooky underscore Tuesday on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram at spooky Tuesday pod on Facebook and Tumblr and at spooky Tuesday on Letterbox. And we have a YouTube with one video and it's a very sexy video. So you should go watch Woo-hoo. it. Shout out to our boy, Christian Brune, the new face of Picari Sweat. <laughs> and with that, we bid you adieu. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye, Spooky. These are godless times, Mrs. Neal. I'll drink to that. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara. And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore OMG.